Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And this is the show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. Now, as I'm on the show, we'd established the trees as we know. We'd established that multiple... uh, That we found the trees were referred to as the fairy trees first, like, whoa. But we don't know why. We don't know why. We know they're referred to as the fairy trees. So the idea is, the trees are for anybody who's brand new. Go find an episode called Unicorns and then spin out of control. But ultimately, we're talking about the sea people, three different realms, blah, blah, blah. They're like, you know, random episodes here and there have um, summaries that you can get to. (laughs) Anyways, we got these trees. The tree of life, the tree of flesh, and the tree of knowledge. And they are collectively referred to as the fairy trees. I've seen this show up in many different uh, languages, specifically the more important locations, which are the highly advanced ancient civilizations that we're familiar with. So the goal was to try to find out about these fairy trees mm-hmm. and where these fairy, why they're called fairy trees, because that was your yes. biggest question. Yes. You wanted to know why they are called fairy trees. You had many as speculations. Far, as we can tell, they're connecting the shadow realm with the earth realm, and that's that. That's that. As far as we can tell. Yes, as far as we can tell. So, the languages, the let's not say languages per se, but because some languages have the same words mm-hmm. kind of within them, uh, that were, so the cultures, the groups of people who were using these that we're usually talking about, the, the, the people we focus on, are the ancient Persians, the Maya, and ancient Egyptians. These are the three civilizations we focus on. So the Egyptians used to call fairies genies, and these were genie trees. Okay. And the Maya used to call them uh, luxus, and so these were aluxus trees. And the Persian used to call them potty, so these were potty trees. I didn't, I've seen the words, I've skimmed over them, it didn't matter because trees wasn't being used to describe them. It was a different word for trees, obviously. So, you know, I'm just translating one word, I'm not translating the tree word. But the fairies part is what matters. They were all referring to fairies in these instances when they were talking about these trees. And so, on my first go-through trying to connect these dots and figuring out about these fairies, I stumbled upon this, but it didn't mean anything to me. Hmm. I didn't even realize that genies equaled fairies, to be honest. I'm like, okay. like what? Who's that? Genie- genies? Genies, Egyptians. Oh, okay. The Egyptians believed in genies. So, diving deep into what these trees kind of represent, it's actually really hard to find anything about the Tree of Flesh. That seems to be the one that's fucking most eradicated. They change the name to the Tree of Cavalry, change it from being a tree to a hunk of wood. You know, the whole process of eliminating that from existence. Mm -hmm. So, oftentimes, variants of what shows up is that the Tree of Knowledge connects the Shadow Realm and the Overworld, while the Tree of Life connects all forms of life from the individual to the all and from the all to the individual some variation of those words in almost every iteration 
What does that mean? Okay. No. This is going to destroy a lot of what we thought and correct a lot of it. Because I found stuff that matters. Mm -hmm. I was looking through all the possible mentions of fairies. All the possible connections to Elfame. Any possible mention of Mab. Um, or that guy in the underworld, whatever his name Sism. is. Sism. Oh, yeah, Sism. Oh, oh, my God. The things that have happened what? since last episode. So, in my research, I had to go off the beaten path and go into deeper things. I stumbled upon this um, uh, ancient writing. It's called the Nag Hammadi. And the Nag Hammadi was... Be- it caught my attention immediately because of the circumstance in which it was found. It was found in the 1950s, this text. It was found inside bottles, hidden away inside walls, kind of like the ancient se- the Dead Sea Scrolls. Where? Why? I don't know. I'm just curious. That's just weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was found uh, around Persia, essentially. Oh, okay. In the Persian area. Um... So the writing that's in here takes place around 50 to 150 after the death of Christ, right? And what made this writing particularly interesting to me is the fact that it was... The reason this was hidden in walls is because this was one of the primary targets of the Knights Templar to erase it. Which tells us a lot. They didn't want whatever was in this found. It was found because we've been digging for thousands of years nonstop, bored out of our minds looking for some meaning and some shit. going to tell us some more things about the sea people? That's going to tell us stuff that's relevant. But because this was being hidden... That's what draw. There's a bunch of texts throughout the world and different culture. I'm not gonna read everything under the sun, mm-hmm. but the Nag Hammadi was an effort to eradicate, as we know, the Knights Templar trying to get rid of everything in the Catholic Church, bur- literally burning books. Mm-hmm. So these works were bottled and then hidden to be protected, which is beautiful, and it was done to avoid the Catholics destroying them. Now, what? is within the Nag Hammadi. The, right off the bat, right off the bat, it is like, like, of course, this was what was hidden. Duh. The texts begin by critiquing where Earth came from and saying that Earth did not come out of chaos because it's, you know, there's nothingness and then there's Earth. God made earth uh-huh. the, the big bang made earth like the, this old idea that there was nothing and then here's our universe earth represents our universe okay not just earth literally but the this side of the realms that we're on this is saying it's saying no this is wrong in like literally straight out critiquing saying uh chaos existing before earth realm is incorrect so what was the correction it offers it specifically offers a correction that states the earth came from shadow in those very words 
Okay. In those very words, it says the earth came from shadow and shadow came from chaos. Elfame presumably is chaos here. It's the place of nothing else can go to. Mm -hmm. And then there's shadow. And from shadow came earth. Earth. Why? Okay. Fascinating. Did they explain why, though? No. I mean, yes. But those details don't necessarily matter. That's more of an obscure amount of theology as opposed to what we're trying to get to. Okay. The theology of things does not matter. Mm. Ultimately, oh, the uh, god made an order of gods and these people decided, like, who cares? No. And the parts of that that are connected to science, that I will tell you of. Mm -hmm. But it says that a being called Sophie from a place called Pestis brought the shadow into existence. Then you go and look at what pestis translate to pestis is a greek word for what fairies yep okay uh-huh, uh-huh which would tell us that sophia is the greek name of mab yes so they're just saying exactly what we thought yes mab so mab created the shadow realm but then they're saying after she did that she made the earth realm no not really the earth realm mm-hmm. just came to be out of the shadow realm why are you always jumping ahead i'm not i'm, getting I'm just saying what you were t- saying no 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 i'm telling you mm-hmm. that mab created earth uh, that created the shadow realm you're already concluding how earth realm came to be i haven't gotten to how earth realm came to be i told you that it came from shadow yeah but i'm telling you right now we're talking about how the shadow realm came to be Okay. We don't have to jump ahead. We're going to get there. I promise you're going to find out. Okay. But as of now, Elfame is equal to Pestis. So the Greek word for Elfame mm-hmm. is Pestis. And the Greek word for, or the Greek translation of Mabis Sophie. Mm-hmm. We have a clear one to one now. Yes. Of the Shadow Realm being created. But we don't have any mention. In this first of 13 chapters telling us about where Earthrealm came from. By the way, the Nag Hammadi had 13 different scrolls that would dictate uh, the universe. Are you going to tell us about all of them? Or just no, just the ones, ones that specifically cross-reference other texts we've come across. Okay. Because of shit, bro. Okay, okay. But. We move into the first sentence relative to the word Earth. When I say Earth, keep in mind I'm talking Earth realm, not planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So, there's a being called Yaldabaoth. And Yaldabaoth is the very first sentence in the second scroll, the creator of Earth. Okay, but they don't say where he came from. He just created Earth. Yeah. Okay. I had to cross-reference Yaldabaoth through... There's many different texts that mention this thing. Okay. It's not just the Nag Hammadi. Mm-hmm. But apparently, in most Christian religions, specifically Christian religions, Yaldabaoth is considered a false god who took claim to having created Earth when he didn't. 
What? Okay. I think we have a name for something here. What? Think think about what I just said. Something took a claim to Earth, Mm -hmm. but didn't actually make it, but is telling people it did. We just acquired a name for something we've known for a long time. Oh, man. We've mentioned this. That's Jehovah of Dark, obviously. He is? That would have to be. Who else is a being that claimed to be God was totally bullshitting? Or if he wasn't, he was just a broken, evil version of what we consider God to be. And seems to be from where? The Shadow Realm. And Earth was created from where? The Shadow Realm. So if Jehovah of Dark is from the Shadow Realm Mm -hmm. and Earth was created from the Shadow Realm, and we know of a fake creature. Although created... this story is saying that he did create Earth. The story is saying that there's a false god called Yaldabaoth. Oh, I thought you said the no, Bible well, yeah, yeah. saying the he's Bible, a false Yeah, god. most religions say he's fake. Well, this is what's interesting, yes. Well, you're, the point you're making is correct. The argument in this text would be that he actually did. Yeah. Yeah. He actually did make Earth. Okay. That would be the real argument here. That Jehovah of Dark, by the way, a name we have now, we, we can stop calling him Jehovah of Dark, that Yaldabaoth is the god of Earth, or the creator of Earth, or something along those lines. He made Earth, okay. Earth realm, this universe. He made this, according to this text, mm-hmm. to the Nag Hammadi. He made Earth. Yes. Okay. So Mabs makes the shadow realm, and within it, Yaldabaoth... And Yalabaoth then makes Earthrealm and the things within it. Hmm. So hmm. that's where we are so far. Okay. Hmm. So looking deeper into Yaldabaoth, um, he's considered the god of the Shadow Realm. Directly conflicting with something else we know. The other guy? I don't Sizen. know. Sizen, yes. Sizen is the god of the Shadow Realm. So what's happening here? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Is something wrong? So we dig deeper into the Nag Hammadi, and we come across the Tree of Life. Specifically the Tree of Life, not the Tree of Knowledge, and not the Tree of Flesh. Specifically the Tree of Life. I thought that was Hmm. interesting. Claims are that the tree is a wondrous exploration of the physical form, transcending its vessel. It's located in paradise. Okay. It provides life to those who consume it, allowing them to transcend into a different state when their bodies wither. We know this. Mm -hmm. So far, this book is literal words put together that we had to piece together with hieroglyphs. Yes. This is text form of shit we have found. Mm-hmm. This sentences just telling us the stuff that we looked for so freaking long, just little shreds here, little shreds there. There was a text somewhere that was just recently found. We were looking so far back when somebody found something that was hidden from that time that was just those ideas written down. It alludes to the trees now here's interesting. It alludes to the trees, multiple trees, uh-huh. growing out of the bodies of the purest 
or being used to grow purity within the body. I asked around. I asked for a couple of different. I asked different people who can translate. It was unclear even within native speakers of what that means. Of, yeah, where where this was going exactly? Was it that it grows out of the body of the purest, or is it that they grow purity within the body? the The phrasing was a bit of a jumbled oh, mess. Okay. Yeah, weird though. Yes. Telling me the trees come from some sort of life, like some being. Some being is you bury the being. What the fuck? Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. Is it? Are they soul trees? Well, like something has to die in order for them to grow. Hmm. But some. But where? I guess because it's both there and here. And so, where exactly is this thing dying? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, uh, this suggests a text might line up with the origin of Jesus Christ being an artificial insemination of Mary, though, if we go with the it's grown, um, it's used to grow purity within the body. If we use that translation, then mm-hmm. believing that Mary was artificially inseminated makes sense. Okay. would make sense. Because you used it. Yes, which we already it. thought like she had she was an experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, or she not was her, an experiment, but, yeah. but Jesus was an experiment, yeah. and she was the volunteer to have her womb used as such. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a question: Do fairies die? I don't know. Okay, because then, like, could that be where the trees oh, are growing from? Shit. They're neither here or there, so maybe like it doesn't matter where they die; it's just the tree grows out of it. Fascinating. Because we don't really know how their realm works. Yeah, we have no fucking clue. So interesting. If we were to bury a fairy, then the name fairy tree kind of makes a little more sense too. I dig that. I don't know. That's actually really interesting. I wonder if this has something to do with that. Well, eventually we got. Okay, I guess we got to find this. If there's any information about dead fairies, I doubt it. But like, who knows? Who knows? It's definitely a possibility. Like, what could it, what could the case be, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. All of this is so strange. I don't know how to feel about it. So, it talks about a god that the Bible talks about. Yaldabaoth. Okay. So, this is just another version of the Bible? Not the Bible of? specifically. None of the books in the Bible directly, but rather okay. a lot of the books that were excluded from the Bible. Mm-hmm directly say that this is a false god okay which is interesting because how fascinating if it turns out that jehovah of dark aka yalda boath was always the actual real god this tyrannical crazy i'm a murder shit but it'll make make sense sense as i go okay it will make sense as i go so like i said the first tree that was mentioned was the tree of life and I found that interesting. That always seems to be the case. The tree of life is the most prominent and the most known. The tree of knowledge, casual, and the tree of flesh, super hidden. So obviously, I was a bit taken back when I saw this next line, which is uh, that it also suggests that the tree was created from flesh. Now I got concerns what? about where the tree is coming from. Okay. Okay. My theories on this are some human sacrifice or experimentation, mm-hmm. which makes sense for shadow being realm creatures. But then how do we explain the 
overworld version of them. Or, like, again, it makes sense to say fairies, right? Because they can easily move through both sides inherently. Exactly. So you plant one and one, they're on both sides. Yeah. That would make absolute sense. Now, a lot of speculation we're going to have to do following the next line I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Because this is where things go kind of off the rails pretty hard. Because I had to follow a different train of thought after I stumbled upon this. Does it change everything? It changes a lot. And maybe give some credibility to what you're talking about right now. So, it describes using a philosopher's stone to accomplish the creation. It's literally in the book. No, they use that word. Yeah. Philosopher's stone. The philosopher's stone is a known mm. item. So, we'll return to that. Just let that fester there a little. Mm -hmm. The secret book of John. One of the twelve apostles. Mm -hmm. So these texts attempted some of the original corrections of common knowledge that existed in the first two centuries. One of which is, the tree is described as a bad, malevolent tree. It has bitter roots, as branches of death, and a shadow of hatred. What tree? The trees of life, the tree oh. of... Specifically, the tree of life, half the time is what they're referring to, but they mean all the trees. That they're bad? Yes, they're bad. This is John, one of the apostles. Okay. One of Jesus' homies. Um, and worst of all, it bloomed in darkness. Hmm. He was fully aware, somehow, that it's here and it's there. This is a dark. Yeah. Yes. This tree yeah. comes from the dark. Yeah. Our side might actually be the root system. Hmm. Hmm. So, I had to continue looking into this problem we stumble upon, the fact that Yaldabaoth is likely Jehovah of Dark, and that allegedly he uses a Philosopher's Stone to accomplish the creation of the trees. Weird. What does this mean? Yes, what does this mean? <laughs> you have to dive into the Philosopher's Stone. So, the Philosopher's Stone is a perfect substance that can grant immortality, can turn base materials into gold, can grant youth, can open a gate across all three realms, can grant godly abilities, can heal all illnesses, and can create perfect life. This is what alchemists trying to achieve this believed of the stone. Okay. Are the sea people alchemists? <laughs> is that what their mangle is? Who knows? I'm not saying it is, but, like... I don't know. Where are they? They're just doing so much random stuff that it feels like it's got to be connected. And this sounds like it's the connection of everything. Except this has nothing to do with the sea people yet. I've not mentioned them once. This is entirely some Shadow Realm creature who mm -hmm. presumably is the creator of Earth. No, I'm just talking about the description of the stone. Oh, yeah. Maybe they have one. Maybe they accomplish it. Well, no. When no. We, when we get there... What do you mean? I don't think that they accomplished it that seems like a difficult thing. like how is it made oh yeah i'm gonna get there exactly. okay I'm, I'm gonna get there <laughs> that's where this gets twisted mm -hmm. so magnum opus is the name of the process of working to create a philosopher's soul and magnum opus happens in four stages uh as the blueprint describes. I'll tell you how we got to the blueprint in a second. That's what's going to trip you out. 
when we get to the blueprint. So magnum opus, the four steps. The first one is called nigredo. Nigredo is the decomposing of the material, whatever the original material you have is. We're talking alchemy. So think um, Fullmetal Alchemist cartoon. You got to deconstruct something, use the same parts. You cannot create parts. You cannot destroy parts. It's okay. equal exchange. So what you destroyed needs to be rearranged and create a new thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nigretto is decomposing of the materials. Albedo is the purification of the new, now base materials. What does that mean? <laughs> um, you are bringing them down to their most basic element so they're all individual and you can use nothing but rawness Mm. then citrinitas which is adjusting the new materials into a new arrangement Mm -hmm. and rubedo solidify new pure material you break it apart then you granulate it then you rearrange it how you want it and then you solidify it. That's the process. You take a rock mm-hmm. and you break the rock down. And you extract all of the atoms that would make gold. And now you rearrange them in the order that gold requires to exist. Mm-hmm. And then you put them together. So the first step was breaking the rock down. The second step was removing the things you don't need. Mm-hmm. The third step was arranging them how you do need. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth step is, boom, now you got the item. You, you, okay. you completed the process. This is the rules to it. Yeah. This is, for any, th- any form of transmutation, uses these same steps, any form of transmutation. Okay. This is the magnum opus. Now, the magnum opus also applies to the creation of the philosopher's stone. The philosopher's stone must go through this process. The only ingredient that contains all of the things you need to accomplish creating a philosopher's stone is human life. Surprise. Surprise. Okay. So there is a base minimum, most useless, but still philosopher's stone version of a philosopher's stone, which you could do with about six people. Oh, okay. And so Simple. The more people you use, the better, the better quality. Okay. The most perfect version of a philosopher's stone. This is going to line up with a lot when we talk about it in a bit. Mm-hmm. The most perfect version of a philosopher's stone. A flawless philosopher's stone. That that is of a diamond's consistency would require about 50 million people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. How do you get 50 million people? It's like stuff them all in one fucking city and take that whole shit down. Yeah. It's, it's intense. It's crazy. Now, but the writing of the... Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Go like, for it. When it comes to this, do you have to do it all at once, though? Or can you, like, kill a person today and then tomorrow and then tomorrow until you have that many people? I think it has to happen simultaneously, but I don't know. That wasn't specified. Oh, okay. Just curious. Okay. The writings of the process were discovered in an ancient... Well, they were discovered in ancient Persia by a man named 
Zosimos. Zosimos, my bad. His name was Zosimos. Now, let's dive into some details that are going to help a lot here. Because, hmm. by the way, the idea of a philosopher's stone and what it's accomplishing, let's discuss that real quick. If it's a perfect substance that can grant immortality, can be turned can turn base materials into gold, can grant youth, can open a gate across all three realms, can grant godly abilities, can heal all illnesses, and can create perfect life. It's portable adrenochrome you don't have to get addicted to. Yes. Hmm. It's portable adrenochrome you don't have to get addicted to. And the process of creating nectar, oh no, ichor, whether consuming uh, ambrosia or nectar, you get ichor, the process that leads to that, this is more pure than that. Mm-hmm. While you can just take ichor and not have all those side effects, you still have to consume a thing. Yes. For for this unperfect one, which I'm assuming, like, if most people are working on this, the people that are working on this are making some imperfect ones. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long those last, if it says anything about the last thing of a stone. I think they last indefinitely. I think it's just a wax stone. Oh, it has okay. less potency, less ability. But can last forever? As long as a normal one would last, presumably. Hmm. Maybe a little less, but... So the writings in uh, of the process were discovered in ancient Persia by a man named Zosimos. They were discovered in small inside small structures on the shores around the Palace of Alcaraz, which is where the sea people... Okay. Used to live in the Persian Gulf Oasis. That's where they found these, okay. That's where they found these Uh writings. Zosimos promptly... This is for the the writings related to the Nag Hammadi and the Magnum Opus with the instructions for human transmutation into a philosopher's Mm -hmm. son. Actually, it was the the instructions for um, alchemy, period. Okay. This was the, as we know it in modern day, the beginning of alchemy happened with this guy finding writing. But we're not questioning, oh, wait, he found writing and then it came? No, somebody wrote it down, bro. It was there first. Yes, from a C person. Yeah. (laughs) But we're like, yeah, this is the beginning of it. He found some writing and then, you know. He's like, no, "No, he didn't make it up. He just found some writing. That's that's how we just tell this story and leave it there. Yes, he made it. He found this, so he made it. Yeah, like, what the fuck? But yeah, so he found this writing and uh, delved into the writing, studying them and mastering them, later to be known as Zosimos of Alchemy for his miracles using alchemy. The writings describe, this is where the shit hits the fan real hard. What? About him? About things about, about alchemy. Uh-huh. Brace yourself. This sentence shakes it up, and it's going to make a lot of sense suddenly. Especially when we think of timelines. The writings describe Adam as the first successful, albeit flawed, philosopher's stone. Stop lying. Everything we saw is straight. What? That's so. I guess the same people, the ultimate idea, the thing that they're all trying to work together on, not just them, but the the shadow. I don't understand why this, why everyone wants this. 
I don't know. Even the Shadowrun people are involved in Even the Shadowrun people are in on it. I don't know. Adam. Adam. Do they mess with you, or is she, like, way too far in the future from this moment? Well, all of Adam and Eve are way behind before any of this. Oh. This is happening, like, oh, year okay, six. Yeah, yeah, This isn't... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, recent compared to Adam and Eve. Okay. Eve is described as the most elaborate and practical philosopher's stone. Do they explain how many people lives they sacrifice no, or where? No, but we can assume, based on these two descriptions, that Adam probably used the six and Eve that was near perfect. A lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> but... Hmm. You have to know what was happening around that time that she was made. Like, there's got to be stories of like a bunch of people died because of blank, but it's not really that. Like, we know that. No, it's impossible to get stories like that of that time. That would be too impossible because there wasn't anything that we can preserve from those times a hundred thousand years ago. But we know that a hundred and fifty-six thousand years ago, Adam is first said to have existed then a hundred and fifty thousand years ago uh base primitive humans come to be and then a hundred thousand years ago both eve is said to come into existence and modern humans come to be the assumption is some creature was used that was sacrificed to make the first form of the philosopher's stone adam Mm -hmm. you used adam and made well actually the argument the argument here is whatever the tree is because keep in mind the tree also was made using a philosopher's stone that's how we got to the philosopher's stone originally the trees the trees yes the trees were made using philosopher's stone oh okay what the hell does that mean what does that mean (laughs) and we know that adam used the tree of life so complicated. Yeah, there's some component of the tree of life that equals Adam. So actually, the materials that are happening here are more complicated. Mm-hmm. Adam is more complicated than just a normal philosopher's stone. He's using the six people plus the tree of life that was itself made mm-hmm. with a philosopher's stone. Although it is not a philosopher's stone. Then we get old humans. Then we have Eve come into existence. And she is used with the tree of life and adds the tree of knowledge, modern day humans. But she is a philosopher's stone as well. This is something more complicated than that. But also, where are the primitive humans? They have to be we sacrificed. know that in like biology through archaeology we know fossilization of primitive humans they were they were around and then they just weren't mm. facts about history neanderthals and the other guy and they were just mostly gone that's it some of us got dna from it but they yeah. were just mostly gone we use this assume we kill them off to make eve and then used eve to make modern day humans. Hmm. What's the next step? Because it doesn't look like they're planning on making a third. Or maybe they are. Well, let me continue telling you what's writing. Okay. What's in the writing. Keep in mind this guy found writing that existed how God knows how long before. 
Mm-hmm. Existed how long before, right? He finds the magnum opus, and it explains how alchemy works, and it explains Eve, and it explains Adam, and who knows how long before he found this it was written. Because it speaks of an event that's happening in the future that probably already happened by the time he found this, which is a future project to finally be the perfect flawless philosopher's stone. Describes Adam and Eve as two different experiments on the same project and then a perfect flawless philosopher's stone. I think Adam and Eve were, in fact, stones. They're physical stones, not people. They were stones. Technology. This has been said in many places. Yes. Is the perfect flawless philosopher's stone not a stone? Is it Jesus? Is it Jesus? I don't know. It doesn't say it was made or... No, it's an event that's happening in the future of the writing. The writing. And... The writing came after Jesus, I thought. No, the writing was found after Jesus. Oh, I just okay. said there's no way of knowing when this was written. Oh, okay, okay. He found it after Jesus, mm. roughly six years later. So is Jesus a stone? Mm. Well, Jesus is not a stone. Jesus is a guy. But, like, now let's think about what we could do with a stone. Very important. One of the literal characters, I'll go down the list of everything I could do again. A perfect substance that could grant immortality, just like adrenochrome, can turn base materials into gold. I don't know if adrenochrome could do that, but whatever. Can grant youth, like adrenochrome. Can open gates across all three realms. Adrenochrome can do two. Can grant godly abilities, like Adrenochrome. Can heal all illnesses, like Adrenochrome. And can create perfect life. Interesting. Also, Jesus didn't make gold, but he could turn one thing into another He could, thing, couldn't so he, at random. I feel like that's the example. <laughs> Fish to bread? Yes. So you think they made a living? Water to wine or whatever, yes. A living philosopher stone was the goal because the idea look we already know that there was some something to make jesus and then study his dna Mm -hmm. so that we can then modify our own dna to accomplish the same things yes i guess it would be how do we put the powers of a philosopher stone into a person and then how do we alter our genetics to do it the same yes but if that's true where was the sacrifice for him to be made if he's the perfect philosopher's stone or equivalent? Well, there were already two philosopher's stones. You think they sacrificed the philosopher's stones? Or? I think Eve ceased to exist. Maybe so did Adam in huh? the making of Jesus. Because hmm. Hmm. we thought they were protecting them this whole time. But then, they were protecting Adam and Eve, but they could have just been protecting the garden. Okay. Hmm. There's so much happening. Okay. They are, or unless they still have, I don't understand. Because unless they still have Adam and Eve, but no, no. you could use a philosopher's stone to create perfect life. So is Jesus the perfect life that was created by the philosopher's stone? Or are we the perfect, I think we were the perfect life, the humans were the ones made by the right, correct, working, functional philosopher's stone, which was Eve. But 
the perfect life would be the one that's living forever and everything and doesn't die from diseases and etc. Then Jesus wasn't perfect himself either. Although we do know he was a failed experiment. Exactly. So it was oh, an attempt at that. Yes. He wasn't perfect. It was an attempt at that. And he's very close to very that. Very close. Except he can still also himself not enter Elfame, which might be the ultimate goal. That still might be. Oh, okay. Because that's the perfect life. I guess. And that's the perfect m- philosopher's stone. What's her name? Stone. Meb is the perfect life? Yes. Huh. The goal could ultimately be get into Elfame, and a perfect philosopher's stone would be able to do that. That is one of the things it can do. But they need to kill so many people. They did. They have Eve, but it still didn't matter. But she's not perfect. Because they couldn't get into Exactly. So if they're going to try again, or did they decide not to do that again? Because that is, maybe they have morals. Interesting point. Interesting point. So then we have to assume that 50 million wasn't Eve. It was a lot. And it was a lot of those primitive humans. Yeah. But it wasn't that 50 million. Or it's more than just 50 million. And that's what, that's as far as they thought it would go. Like 50 million was what they thought would do it. They did it. It didn't work out. And Could now they're trying to find out what's that missing. Because the entire magnum opus was written before um, the experiment of Jesus. Okay. And Eve perhaps was presumed the perfect stone. Mm-hmm. And wasn't, and they're like, okay, so about 50 million then, based on yeah. our calculations. But there's something missing. And, and then they did the experiment. Probably not to do with the number of deaths. Yeah, because they didn't do... Interesting. I like that. That is totally possible. Because maybe they didn't do 50 million with Eve. Maybe that's not where they got to with her. They got many, but they're like, okay, if this much power came from six, and that much power came from, let's say, 10 million, mm-hmm. then if we extrapolate run the numbers, do some science-ing, mm-hmm. then we can assume the amount of energy 50 million sacrifices would produce would equal enough to bridge a gap to the... You know, maybe they were doing that. Yeah. And then they wrote that down, and then Zosimos found that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this is what... Uh, this has to be right. This is right. Hmm. What? Sacrifice 50 million. Mm-hmm. Alternatively... It could be what they're sacrificing that's the problem. The previous primitive humans, useless. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, whatever was there beforehand, you sacrifice crappy something, could have been a crap ton, could have been six. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we got to run this experiment again, but you've already improved this life. Yeah. And they level up quite a bit. 50 million years, they got OP. And then you sacrifice them to make Eve. So you're already sacrificing something pretty whack because they were primitive humans. They're not modern humans. Primitive humans were made by Adam. Mm -hmm. That's all that there was around the sacrifice when you made Eve. Primitive humans. Okay. So if you were to sacrifice modern day humans, would that with 50 million result in? Because finally, we have the escalation of our numbers, of our numbers, of our sciences. We are the thing. We're the thing. Yeah. But are we about to be sacrificed? Are we about to be sacrificed? Well, that's not the question. The question is, are we actually the thing? 
We could be the thing. We could be the thing. Because even if we're not the thing, they have to find out by doing it <laughs> the way they did with the people before us. They were like, yeah, this is what we got. Let's see what happens. And then, anyway, even with the sacrifice, like, yeah, they lose us, but then there'll be a new being that would be better than us anyway. Yes. The idea would be to keep improving until you have a being that would, that sacrificing it would be so overpowered mm-hmm. that you could have. And I guess Jesus is that next level of being. Yes. Huh. Jesus is the next stage. Yeah. Because, again, he came from humans. Yeah. The first creature became the primitive human. The primitive human became modern-day humans. Modern-day human became whatever Jesus is. But did they sacrifice 50, what is it, 50 mm-hmm. million I don't. Humans. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Or maybe, I don't know. It's so hard to tell. I don't know. It's all jumbled up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, because still... they used no, 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 no. Your your argument is that Jesus is a philosopher stone himself. My argument is they used Eve to make Jesus. They used Eve to make, Eve Jesus. To make Jesus. But don't they have to sacrifice humans to do that though? To make a philosopher stone, that no. is Eve. Oh, okay. Jesus is not a philosopher's stone. We're no. not making a philosopher's stone. We're making Jesus yes. a being, a person. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. But they still need to make the perfect stone. If Je- I mean, because Jesus already, we can tell that. That's why we didn't have, again, you just got to keep it, keep in mind your own train of thought here. Mm-hmm. They made Eve, but it turns out that wasn't perfect, but they didn't know it. So they went ahead and made Jesus thinking, this is going to be the perfect being, and he wasn't. But they'd already written the notes that was in the magnum opus that Zosimos came up with. Yes. So in the future, they'll need, in the future of the writing that we're talking about. But as of that writing, and as of the creation of Jesus, probably, no, 50 million weren't sacrificed. Mm. The assumption must have been that it was already good enough. Okay. Or the other perspective is, they're going to, which means it must have happened for Jesus, but or not for Jesus, but there must be another philosopher's stone. If Adam and then Eve and then 50 million sacrifices and with that you make Jesus, then what the hell? There's something missing, which yeah. really, really, it would check out as the pattern if you use however many sacrifices and the tree of life. Well, no, I guess the order would be make the being apply the fruit that gives these powers. Oh, now they're alive. We made life. Then use Eve and apply the tree that gives the knowledge. We gave them life. We gave them knowledge now. We made them with the Philosopher's Stone. And we gave them the powers of these things. Now we have modern day humans. Okay. So you're not mixing, you're not making a philosopher's stone with the trees, but you need the components of the trees. Mm-hmm. Now, if the third act contains the tree of flesh, where is the third philosopher's stone? Right? Yeah. There's something missing. Yeah. There should be. But that's not in these scrolls. No. So. Yeah. Um. Because all that would have happened after the writing. And this scroll, I'm so curious about Susan. Is he mentioned? So let's go back to the Naghamadi, because the magnum opus is entirely about alchemy. Okay. 
So let's go down the list of what we know based on what the Nag Hammadi says. Elfame came before Shadow. Shadow came before Earth. That's that? the immediate yeah. correction. Yaldabaoth created the Earth realm. Now let's go into what it tells us about Yaldabaoth and the Earth realm. The, the little bit of narrative it gave us here. Okay. Yaldabaoth would periodically tinker within Earth realm. He took one of the ape races on Earth and altered the biological makeup to feature enhanced progression hmm. through genetic manipulation. The idea was, I'm going to make you better. I'm going to make you perfect. You monkey you. You're gonna be greater. He is Sizen. Is this what we're gonna find out? Is it too early to say that? Shortly after, the apes began to develop tools and evolve at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. Aldabaoth waited until they'd developed language before approaching a small group of them. Of course. Of course. Because that it has to be, okay? Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. Who do you do? Well, yes, yes, what is? He says them. Why do you think he says them? He talks to the human person, like him with Le- L. What's his name, L? Okay, like, so on. let me go to the next part. Okay. He waited until they developed language before approaching a small group of them, specifically three individuals. One is named Yao, one is named Astophios, and one is named Eloi. How does... I checked out all three names, and Eloi's nickname is L. Of course. Everywhere. Okay. Okay, that's exactly So You're very wrong. Let what? me continue. Your assumptions lack insight and expansive uh-huh. thought. He told them of the Shadow Realm and their origins and the origins of Earth. Yaldabaoth had a son with a djinn. His name was Sizen. They can do that? What? Is this a thing we knew? I thought we thought they couldn't because that lady and that guy never had children. You mean the human and the Shadow Realm creature? Yeah. You saying- Think about that for a second. You're telling me two creatures made the same way can't reproduce because a creature that's entirely different species can't mate? What? Say that again? Your argument is Ixshell, mm-hmm. the Shadow Realm creature, and Itzamna, the human, couldn't mate. Therefore, two Shadow Realm creatures can't Those are mate. two Shadow Realm creatures? I thought those were one I of them was I just said Yaldabaoth and a Jinn. Yaldabaoth? Balth is a human, isn't they? Isn't that a human? Yelda Balth is who Elfe made in the Shadow Realm and is considered the god of the Shadow Realm. I'm so confused. The three names you said he was talking to that were humans, I thought. Yes, none of those are who I mentioned. I specifically <sighs> so said Yelda Balth had a son with a djinn. That was the very sentence I said. Oh, he's un- that's unrelated to the sentence right before that okay that's why i began with yelled about his name instead of he had a son <laughs> okay. with a djinn i don't know okay i'll go through those two sentences yeah. again and you tell me where you lost me okay there's a lot of names they're confusing yelled about waited until they developed language before approaching a small group of them mm-hmm. yao astophios and eloi he told them of the shadow realm 
their origins and the origin of Earth. Yaldabaoth had a son with a jinn. His name was Sizen. Where in there did you get a human okay. made love with a jinn? I got his name. His name was confused with one of the other yeah, guys. Ah, you got oh. you. They're all really weird names, yeah. So Yaldabaoth had a son with a jinn, and his name was Sizen. Sizen is basically Hercules from the Shadow Realm. It's okay. a god and a human of the Shadow Realm. Like a normal casual being of the Shadow Realm. She's Hercules. That's because what Sizen got is. a Shadow Realm with a regular Shadow Realm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thus making him superior to the other things there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, his dad could smack him around effortlessly. You know, like, you're, you're weak. You're not pure like me. He gifted the Shadow Realm to Sizen before vanishing. It literally says that, and I have no idea where he vanished to. <laughs> Just no clarification. I looked. There's no mention. And it shows up this way in many different cultures. I'm very confused about why everybody's like, oh, yeah, he just poofed. He just poofed. Because he's just watching now. Then he's not the Shadow Realm. I mean, he's not the Bible God that we thought he was. Because he's just watching now. He just wants to see what happens. He, like, he pushed a domino piece, and now he's watching it all fall down. Could be. 100% could be. But the the argument, so you don't think he's Jehovah of Dark? No, because I feel like he's doing more than just planning and watching. But Jehovah of Dark is, and he claims to have created the universe. But I feel like he's... And he is a shadow creature. Yeah. Like, these things fit. Maybe he's pretending he's Yaldabaoth, who knows? Yeah. Fair enough. Everything in that universe would know mm-hmm. about that. So he's just claiming he is that. Mm. Now, the text being corrected by the text in the Naikamali being corrected by the uh, secret book of John suggests that the Naikamali is more correct of the two. But John aimed to not lie either and mention facts about the tree as bad as opposed to as wrong. So he focused on the characteristics and just badmouthed them. Mm hmm. Instead of saying the tree does not have these characteristics, no, he opted into bad-mouthing them, which is why the book of John is named the secret book of John, because it was also decanonized, because they're like, no, 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 we can't put this in there. We need to say it doesn't have these characteristics. John was just like, oh, no, this tree is garbage, and, you know, the fact that it comes from the Shadow Realm is evil. Yes, how horrible. And it's like, no, you can't mention the Shadow Realm. We can't put this in the book now. So they decanonize it and just said no this this part no this isn't part of the main narrative this is fan fiction actually. yeah exactly exactly this is fan fiction hmm. but he indirectly informed us of the connection between the overworld earth and the underworld shadow by saying that the tree blooms in darkness hmm. and like that is 100% a reason that that was just removed from the canon mm-hmm. man I feel like we are putting things together ah uh... mm-hmm. L knew of the existence of the Shadow Realm, though, and that is something you had in mind. You thought he knew specifically about the trees. We don't know. There was no mention of that. He knew about the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. We know the trees somehow are now related to the Philosopher's Stone, and we know that the Philosopher's Stone is somehow just really... Well, we know exactly how it is. If anything, we know more about the Philosopher's Stone than we know about anything else, because it's just more adrenochrome. Yes. It's the original old school adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. 
it's pure. I can carry it. I can give it to you. You won't get addicted. Yes. The problem with it is the amount of death you need to do to get it. So maybe it's like... It's easier to take a life and get yeah. the same effect yes. at the risk of you going crazy mm-hmm. than then, it is of somehow acquiring 50 million lives to accurately sacrifice and turn into this. Yes. So I see why one is more popular than yeah, the yeah, other, yeah. but okay. And it with as time goes by, it gets harder and harder to make one. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just going to remove 50 million. How? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's easier to make crappy ones. Yeah. We can make higher quality ones. Like, if something like six is all you need to make a base model, then now we know that something like 911, 3,000 people, you can get some nice. It's not as underpowered as six. No. It's nowhere near as overpowered as 50 million. No. But. It ain't you bad. You probably got a nice thing. You got something. You got something to show for it. Yeah. So certain things kind of just click. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of sense. Because why didn't you just scare us? Oh, terrorists bombing it. Because fear would just bring creatures. And no, you're trying to get something out of it. But the the style of what happened, either you have some drainage situation happening, or you have alchemy happening in which... You destroy the buildings as a way to remove those people without them being seen. You decompose them, move that transmutation somewhere else, and rebuild it. Mm-hmm. And so you manage to get rid of 3,000 people. That's a nice stone. That's a nice size stone. It's better than six. It's like, if we're looking by scale and probability of acquiring a stone, yeah. we got to assume the upper end of stones nowadays is like 3,000. Like, that's the best you can get. Mm-hmm. That's Unless you had an island with a fuck ton of children. Oh. Think about it. 100,000 go missing a month ago. 50,000 go missing a couple of weeks ago. Mad kids. Mad kids. Left and right. We got 100,000 here. 50,000 there. 10,000 over here. We look at other countries. Oh, there's 20,000 missing there. Collectively, we could end up at a million quick. Yes. If we knew they were dying... Because we don't know anything that's happening. Well, in theory, we can keep them in a situation where we gather more and more, start siphoning them over time, keep them fed and horrified so we can have a nice flow of adrenochrome. Because as soon as the adrenochrome island disappears, a bunch of laws and shit and kids yeah. just go missing, people just stop giving a fuck. They're like, desperate now. They're desperate. They're so desperate that it seems like it has to be adren- adrenochrome and not... Yes, it seems related. it's an addiction. But I think the point of the island initially was... We'll f- supply everybody, and in supplying, we'll get the funding to continue acquiring a shit ton of kids, and then one day, we take out the whole island in one shot. Yes. And but then we have, but point, it never got maybe. to that point. Sorry, so we can tell? Yeah. It never got to that point. Or it did, and then they were like, okay, now we got it, we gotta shut this out down. No, because kids were found. Huh. There would have been no evidence. Hmm. No evidence. There's no kids there. If it was successful, there's no kids there. Mm, okay. So it didn't get there. But it could have been the case. That was the point of the island. Mm-hmm. That's why the kids are being kept there. Mm. We can keep giving you adrenochrome, keep giving you blood. And then eventually... You guys pay, you come here, you do what you gotta do. Awful. You get different qualities of blood. Some of these kids have been fed it themselves, and then we get some icker, and you guys can have, for a higher price, icker. Mm-hmm. Not even low-budget adrenochrome. Icker. You don't even get hooked. Awful. Yes. Man. That's crazy. I think we... 
I don't know. I don't know. There's still so many questions. We still I don't know say... where the, how the fairy tree... It says the fairy trees remained using a philosopher's stone, but I do not understand. I don't get it. That means there was either... There, there's two philosopher's stones missing. There's one that came after Marion, one that came before... I mean, one that came after Eve and one that came before... Adam. Adam. Because you used it to make the tree. It looks like the order is. You make the tree. Now the tree exists. Unless... I I have a strong feeling your theory is correct. And it's not made using a philosopher's stone as much as it's you're using the philosopher's stone to catch what you're making it with. I think the philosopher's stone allows you to maybe contain a fairy. Hmm. You sacrifice the fairy instead of getting a stone, you get the tree. Yes. That's why the tree <gasps> itself has powers. Oh, snap. I think it's about making the tree. I think it's not, oh, a fairy died normally. Maybe a fairy can't die normally. No. You can fucking kill a fairy. Or trap a fairy. Or trap a fairy. The tree could just be a fairy. We gotta find out. We gotta find out if we can trap them, if we can kill them, if we can get anything from them. Like the unicorn horn. Like, that's some random thing that does abilities and it's not even alive or anything. It's just part of something alive and magical. I mean, the unicorn isn't magical besides its horn. I don't know. It, no, it can fly. No, it's fully magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a unicorn might be a fairy itself. Holy shit. Wait, the argument here is you can make... I mean, I guess any kind of... It depends on a fairy, but all fairies are extremely magical. So then the argument is, if fairies are used to make fairy trees, is that immediately what horrified Mab? Because a hundred years before... Jesus, elves get sent out oh. to go cap. Yes. What was that about? Yeah. Oh. Which means there was already word of the processes of Adam and the processes of Eve. And probably those trees. And those trees. Those trees are very important. There's something about those trees. There's something about the trees. It's all the same topics, just more yeah. advanced. Something about the trees... If she's going to be worried about anything, it would be the trees if they're coming from fairies. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure she'd be very Like, oh concerned. shit, you found the way to capture our people, or oh shit, you found the way to kill our people. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. We need to stop them from getting over here, then. If they can kill us, we need to stop them from getting over here. Yeah. Ooh, okay. And then what the hell is the problem of the sea people so eager to get over there? Because, bro, let's be real. It looks like... Let's be real. It looks like L. And Sizen made philosopher stones. Mm-hmm. They killed a fuck ton of shit. Yes. Now, but it's not. Yaldabaoth made some genetic manipulation that resulted in, based on what he's saying in the timeline, that's the sea people. Mm-hmm. Then he waited until they developed language. But he was just a guy. He didn't. Oh, they weren't scientific. He waited. They were still pretty primitive. Mm-hmm. But he explained. The possibilities. Yeah. And that spiraled this race into... What they are today. What they are today. Oh, man. I just thought of something and it, I'm blanking out. Crap. But it feels like we're so close to it. Ah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, the bowels and... Um, Why do they need the fairies? I think the if they are... If it's all about now the Philosopher's Stone making the perfect life, maybe it is trying to get into the fairy realm to use the fairy life. Maybe they don't want to use... Maybe they have used shadow people. Maybe they have used humans. 
Maybe they they want to use fairies. Okay, maybe the goal is we're not going to use each other. We're going to use. Like we're going to help have each other. We used each other. You probably have done that and haven't gotten to. And like it was just failed experiments. Failed experiments. So they would need something average enough to at least get them in, or strong enough to just get in. Yes. And then we can use them to have ultimate power. Yeah. A philosopher's stone with them would make us god. Mm-hmm. Although they're fucking close. Yeah. But I guess the idea is to be mad level of power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that other god's waiting for. I think he wants to get in there too. We just don't know why doesn't either. Know how. Doesn't know how. He's just watching. He he stopped. He did he did his little thing of like, here's life and that's it. He walked away. And he how disappeared. Oros felt like how does he fit in? He goes ahead and makes Sanaga and sends him out, but he's this creature from but I guess his role makes him so neutral. Yes. That they're like, no, we like him. That is interesting. Cause it would be They could have just used the fairies they had hanging with them. The Naga. That's definitely not enough. No, it's not, I guess. If you need fifty million <laughs> yeah. fairies. Yeah. That's some shit. And like getting rid of the Elves, they didn't send 50 million elves to stop every civilization. I'm sure it's just mm-hmm. a couple of elves because of how overpowered they are by comparison. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like we're so close. It's right there. It's right there. We know it. But what does this have? What's this mean to the gods that are watching, I guess? What does this mean to Meb? What does this mean to... I forgot his name. Yaldabao? Yaldabao. What do you mean what it means? Like, why does this matter to them? If it matters to them. Because it might matter to them. I don't think it matters to y'all. He dipped, bro. There's no word on why. He's just out. I think he's just watching. Why? What tells you he's watching? I don't know. Because, like, what does dipping mean? He killed himself? No, I don't know. I have no idea. Zero. It's just he really just left. That's basically, oh yeah, like, really like dad going out to get the milk. He's just gone. I don't know. Because he did something. He didn't just leave. He didn't a just... kid, gave his kid the Shadow Realm, and then he went away. And he also made humans. And he also made... He didn't make humans. Not humans, he but he made... People. Exactly. Like, he didn't just do nothing and then leave. He didn't just have a child and then leave. He did something, and then he left. He was the first scientist, okay? I would argue that Mab was. Okay, she's the first scientist. He's the second scientist here. I would argue there's a lot of science in Elfame, and I'm sure everything we're talking about is just relative to Mab, and maybe there's millions of variants of this, yeah. because maybe she's just one of many. Ah, uh, okay. So there's, he might be the billionth scientist, for all we know. He's mm-hmm. just the first scientist of the Shadow Realm. Yes, okay, but he's the first Shadow Realm scientist. Yeah, but he was the first thing in the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. So, like, of course. Mm-hmm. But the then he made Earth Realm. Exactly. I don't know. He didn't just do nothing. He did stuff. He did I stuff. I don't know. I think it's important. I don't know how. But now the Philosopher's Stones come into the photo, into the picture, into the frame. Exactly. Like- I don't know if that complicates things or clears things up. Well, it I'm actually sure. helps to clarify, like, the, uh, if, I don't know why we didn't conclude it ourselves. It's like the ultimate conclusion to Adrenochrome is like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, yeah. yeah like, no shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. We should have been like, oh, yeah, if you got enough of them, you totally just, yeah, Philosopher's Stone, that checks out. 
I guess. This is natural conclusion. I'm more shocked not at what it turned out to be, but at the fact that we didn't think of it. Because, like, no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, I guess. It's exactly, it's the, exactly same, yeah. the same thing. Same this fucking is thing. the next level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, real excessive. Mm-hmm. The end. 50 million people and you get a rock the size of a, a tiny diamond. Interesting. No, maybe not. Maybe it's a, maybe like one-fourth the size of a baseball. Mm-hmm. Presumably. I don't know. Humans are 99% air. If you're going to crush them enough to make a diamond, 50 million? How much is that? That'd be a dense <laughs> fucking diamond, though. 50 million worth of people in a... Who the hell knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's what I got. That's a lot of stuff. That's yep. a lot of stuff. There's a lot of spiraling in random directions. Yep. But we got places to go now, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, there's directions. All right. Awesome. Word. Word. Anyways. So, yeah. If uh, you guys know anything that I don't, tell us. Go to our socials. Tell us about it. You can find our socials at JustConvoPod on TikTok, Facebook, X, and Instagram. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Yeah, and uh, word of mouth. Tell people. Tell everybody. All at the same time. Scream it off the top of your building roof. This has been the Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.